You're listening to a teaching from Sundown Church. We hope you encounter God through our podcast and experience freedom in your life. I don't know about you. Well, I do know about you. I, I, I'm confident in this. That was a precious moment of worship. Because I know the spirit that's filling this place that was moving on my heart and in this room. There's four of us in here. We got our, our sound booth extraordinaire team back there and Jay and myself. But I'm telling you the presence of God was thick in this place. It's thick in this place. And I know he's in your homes. And I know he's thick in those places. And I know he's doing a great and mighty work. And I am just so grateful that we get to be a part of it that we get to participate in days like today. I've got some quick announcements really quick that I need to hit or I'm going to start preaching and I'm going to forget about them. Um, We've got um, some service changes and I'll talk about that in just a second. Uh, But we won't have Sunday night service this evening. Cancel that. We'll start back up next week, hopefully. Hopefully. We'll see what the Lord wants us to do there. Uh, We have Wednesday night children's activities. But we will not have any adult activities this Wednesday night in this building. Okay, so we will still have our work days. We'll still be out in the community working, participating. That's what the Lord has called us to do. He's called us to build the fire. And we know that the fire is not built in this room. The fire is built out there. And so we're going to keep building that fire out there. I'm telling you. I was having a conversation yesterday with Randy. I cannot, I I just cannot stop enough to start thinking about Sunday morning till Friday or Saturday. The Lord speaks a word to me, but I can't sit down with him and let him lay out the entirety of the word that he has until Friday and Saturday for Sunday mornings. Not because I'm, I'm not paying attention or I'm not... Uh, taken this this seriously but it's because the fire that he has us building requires so much attention and so much tending in a good way there's always new sparks being ignited there's new places where this fire is growing and so he has me going a million miles an hour he has the people of this church going a million miles an hour our staff is just flying through um, doing a million different things all the time it's wonderful I was Talking to Rhonda about it uh, just the other day, how it, the office is just, it's just crazy. You come into the office and everybody's just moving a million different directions and doing a million different things. Um, it's so wonderful. It's so exciting. Uh, the Lord is just, he's got us very busy because he said he wanted to do something and the, the people of this house, the children of this house and the children of God in this community of West Texas have said yes to it. And so the Lord is jumping on it. He has us going and moving quickly. So we're going to continue our Wednesday night work day. And then we'll have children's church here on Wednesday. And we'll have all of our youth activities will still be going on Wednesday. We just won't have anybody meeting in the sanctuary. We won't have the women's night. That'll just be postponed uh, for a week. Um, as far as the women meeting and here and, and hearing from Amy. Uh, and doing the intercession and planning and all the things that they're doing in preparation for a women's worship night. 
so we just won't have that this Wednesday. But that will continue next Wednesday. Everything, as of right now, will be business as usual uh, next Sunday, okay? And then uh, you can check out um, in, in times like this, because we just don't know what the future holds, and we... Um, we can probably be pretty confident that there may be another service where we have to just go live stream because things are happening, and we're, I'm going to talk about that in a second. Uh, but we're going to have, Jay has created a worship playlist for this body. A lot of these songs he has written um, for this place. And I'm telling you that those songs are like, like your own personal prophecies. Those are songs that he listened to the heart of God and what God was singing over this house and he wrote them out and he sings them for us. So listen to those. Listen to those. Know those songs well because those contain promises of God, promises to you, promises to this house, and promises to this community and we need to know those well. Uh, So check out that worship playlist. Um, The next thing, we are doing Hallelujah Night, but we are doing it differently as as we are doing everything differently now, and that's okay. This is very exciting. Uh, what Melissa Stevens and, and Sarah, my wife, are planning together uh, for Hallelujah Night is exciting. We don't have all the details ironed out, but I'm telling you, this is going to be a community outreach and a community time together like we've not seen. Um, Hallelujah Night was already such an amazing evening uh, of community fellowship, and it's just going to continue to be that. Even though times are different, we need to have we need to be a little bit more cautious with the things that we do. And uh, Melissa Stevens is doing that. She's making these things uh, to where we can abide by guidelines, to where uh, the city of Sundown will look at us and know that we're taking this seriously. We're doing the social distancing, all that stuff, to keep everybody safe. So. Anyways, all that said, those details will be coming soon, but you can start bringing candy up to the office for Hallelujah Night. Um, Donating candy, we need those donations big time, Um, so go ahead and start bringing those up. I'm sure that in your house right now, I may be going all over the place, and it sounds like I'm in, sounds like I'm out, sounds like I'm yelling at you, sounds like I'm not yelling at you. It's perfect right there where it is right now, Steve has told me. So, you guys... Get it together. I need my ear and my microphone to start being in unison today because they don't like each other right now. Um, we're not meeting together uh, today, but you know this. We've established this. Uh, Sarah, uh, in all of her wonderful talents, has established a way to give online. So you can, you can do your tithe online through our tithely service. Um, you guys have heard about that. If you're new, check it out. It's awesome. Um, it's a, it's a tidely service made for churches, so it's just really great. Now, to business. We are, we are not meeting today, obviously, and we're not meeting tonight. I've, I've said that, and I, I sent out the text last week, or not last week, yesterday, saying that I would explain more as to why. Now, let me tell you something real, real quickly and, and know that I, I stand firm in this because it's been confirmed 
The Lord has spoken this to multiple people and he's spoken it to my heart. And I know this to be true because I know who the Lord is. And so therefore my expectations of what he's going to do and how he's going to move are at a certain place because I know him. I know who he is. I know how he moves. I know his heart. And so I know when we gather in this place to pursue him, we're not just meeting for the sake of meeting. We're meeting in obedience. And when we gather together to pursue him, I know that there is no illness in this room. There is no spread of disease. There's no COVID-19. That does not exist in this place. And this, it will not exist in this place because this is a house of God. This is where the children of God gather together to celebrate all that he is doing out there. But what I also know is the Lord has asked us to be kindness to our community. He has asked us to establish the kingdom of heaven by being vessels for the kindness of God. And one of the ways that we can show kindness is when they hear of people that gather in this room and it happens. People get this illness. It's, it just happens. It's unfortunate and we hate that for those individuals that come down with this. But it just happens. It's okay. But we know in this community especially, word gets around fast. And we want this community to see how we respond in these moments. We know that no one is going to get sick gathering in this building. But they don't all know that. They will only see our immediate response. And they need to see that we chose wisdom. We chose kindness. And we chose, hey, things were getting a little chaotic. We're just going to take a step back. Because what the Lord is doing is not dependent on us being in this building. If you believe that what the Lord is doing in this community is dependent on us being in this building, then we've got some stuff we need to work out. Because this is a building. It has no power in and of itself. The children of God coming together are coming together to celebrate what the Lord is doing out there. It has never been about what we're doing in here. It has been about what God is leading us to out there. And since he is leading us to great and mighty things and we are building the fire out there, we get this wonderful opportunity where we get to come in here and we get to sing and celebrate and praise God together. What the Lord allows us to be a part of in here, he allows us to be a part of a celebration of what he's doing out there. He said that he was going to build a fire, that we were called to build a fire. We were called to be this community's church we were called to be a place of hope for this community we don't become that because we meet in here on Sunday mornings alone we become that because we go out there and we establish the kingdom of God out there and we know that to be true and so I'm praising God for the fact that though these seats are empty God is moving in power I want you to remember one thing real quick the last time I spoke to this body. The last time I spoke to this house, and these seats were empty, the word was that we would be a people of power. A people of power. 1 Corinthians 4.20 was the focus. For the kingdom of God does not consist in talk, but in power. And we've seen that. We've seen in Acts 2, 42 through 47, the, the body of Christ, the first church, 
walked in complete and total obedience and complete and total unity and they changed a city but they did not meet in one place they met in homes they did not have a head pastor they had the spirit of God who was their only teacher who they knew would lead them into all truth and righteousness everything that we have right now to this day and I'm telling you Well, we talked about this last, and these seats were empty, and we talked about the people of power. We were at the start of something big, at the start of something big, because the next week when we gathered in here after being apart for months, the Lord said that we had arrived in a place of glory, and we would not go back. And though these seats are empty, I'm telling you, we have not gone back Because we are no longer at the beginning of something big. We are in the midst of something big. We are in the midst of something huge. Look outside. Drive around the city. Look at what the Lord has been doing. Think about the conversations I know you're having with people that you've not normally had. The the interactions you're having with people about God and about what he's doing that you've not normally had. We're going to have some testimony of that this morning. I'm going to share that with you. But I'm telling you right now, the last time I spoke to empty chairs, it was that the people of power, the kingdom of God, that the creation would see and realize who the sons and daughters of God are. They would no longer be waiting for the revealing of them, but that the sons and daughters of God would be revealed and that they would be a people of power that move in power. And now I'm telling you, that is what we have seen There is a people of power that gather in this house that are on the move, and they are moving fast. I'm telling you, the Lord is doing great and mighty things. At the the last time I spoke to empty chairs, he told us of a fire that was coming. And I'm telling you right now, with empty chairs again, the fire is burning. It's not coming, it's here. The fire is burning. I want us to build on last week. We discussed the solid ground, standing on promises that God has spoken and not asking that question of what if we miss it, but standing firm on the foundation that we have received it and we will see it come to fruition. We will live in it. To stand on his promises as a finished work. I shared that testimony with my son. Not asking God for things, but thanking God for stuff He has not yet given. But praising God because He understood that it's a finished work. If it's a desire in my heart and I exist in the will of God, then it is a a desire in the Father's heart and a desire that He wants to see come to fruition in our own story. And so... When he says that this will be a city unto me, unto my heart, unto my kingdom. When he says that, I'm telling you, we will be a city unto God. We will be a city unto his name. We will see the kingdom of heaven in this place. We will see it break out like we've never seen before. And we discussed that that is the breath of heaven that was being released last week. That we the people of power would be people of expectation. 
And I know this is a word from the Lord because I've been struggling all week with that word expectation. Not that I've doubted God or not expected things from God, but you know that if there's anything the Lord desires for us in the Spirit, that has to be where it's realized, that has to be where we live. If He desires something for us, the enemy wants us to live it in the soul because that produces great fruit, that produces conflict, that produces hardship. We know that to be true. So I felt myself, and I'm confident because of the unity in spirit, because of where we walk and how the enemy is trying to separate us and attack us and derail what the Lord is doing. And he can't, but he's trying. I know that there have been some of us that have been setting expectations in the soul, setting expectations of people around us that are unfair. But I'm telling you right now, the Lord has called us to be people that expect big things from Him. People that operate in the Spirit, not in the flesh, that operate in the Spirit and expect big things from their God. Turn with me to Matthew 17. We'll be in verse 1. And after six days, Jesus took them, took with him Peter and James and John, his brother, and led them up a high mountain by themselves. And he was transfigured before them, and his face shone like the sun, and his clothes became white as light. And behold, there appeared with to them Moses and Elijah talking with him. And Peter said to Jesus, Lord, it is good that we are here. If you wish, I will make three tents here, one for you, one for Moses, and one for Elijah. He was still speaking when, behold, a bright cloud overshadowed them, and a voice from the cloud said, This is my beloved Son, with whom I am well pleased. With whom I am well pleased. For expectation to exist. For the people of power to be people of expectation, there must first be relationship. You cannot expect from someone that which you do not know. If you do not know them, you cannot expect big things from them. And if we know God, the people of power, we can expect big things from Him. God was not surprised by today. But He reminded me of what He was doing the last time this auditorium was empty. What He was doing in the hearts of the individual, what He was doing in the homes of the individual families. He was doing great and mighty things, and that is still happening to this day. I challenge you to engage the Lord this morning in deep and real relationship with Him. Pursue Him. Pursue the depths of His heart that He could establish in your home a people of expectation, a people that know God and expect God to be God. The Lord told us to do these work days, to go out and be the community's church, but not by having church service, but by going out and meeting them where they are, to be, to be their place of hope, and to go out and to be kindness and establish the, the kingdom of kindness uh, where these people are at. And so we started these work days, and I'm telling you, they have blown 
up. Blown up. The Lord, what, and it's, if you, if you just looked at Wednesday night, like who shows up? Maybe you're not thinking the Lord's doing anything crazy. There's not a lot of people that show up. That's all right. That's not what it's about. Because what the Lord is doing is moving in such a capacity through our city, engaging people that are not normally engaged, giving people an avenue to minister that are not normally given an avenue to minister, bringing people into the fold of what the Lord is doing here that would never come here on a Sunday. This is not where they're going to go. And so we go to them. But they want to be a part of this kindness project that the Lord is leading us in. They want to be a part of it. They long to be a part of it. They long to give us any and every kind of help that they can give us because they want to be a part of what the Lord is doing. They want to be a part. They have a desire to help this city be who God has called it to be. Whether they realize that or not, there is a desire in their heart to make this city great. Because that is the desire of the Father's heart. Because he has greatness for this city. And so he is moving in power in the workday. But we expected him to do that. Because we knew him. We expected him to do far more than we could ever see or comprehend. We expected him to orchestrate a plan that if he told us, we would not be able to comprehend. And that's exactly what he's doing. If you had told me a month ago, two months ago... The people that I would have engaged, the people that would be a part of this, the people that would be excited about this, the favor that the Lord would have in this community through this service, I would not have believed you. I would not have been able to comprehend it. But we find ourselves in the midst. But because there was relationship, there could be expectation. And I'm telling you, we have a children's minister, Melissa Stevens. She has big expectations for God and how he will move in this community, how he will move in our children. But it's because she has real relationship. She knows him. She knows him well. And so she expects big things from him. And I'm telling you right now, there are kids. These are, these are true stories that I'm telling you right now. I'm not going to give names because it's not my story to share. But I'm telling you, these are real stories that I have had with parents that have told me that their children, junior high, high school, all the way down to elementary, that are regularly hearing the voice of God and are speaking it with authority. Kids that are hearing the voice of God and articulating clearly what he's saying, and it's not just a one-time thing or a kind of, whoa, that was crazy, I can't believe that happened to you. It is a daily and regular occurrence. They are hearing the voice of God as if they are hearing their own parents speak to them. We also have kids at church last week that were engaged in worship that were just lifting their hands praising God. Kids, babes, that were so consumed by the heart of God and the presence of God in a moment that they were completely abandoned to Him. They were His and his alone. They, they counted all as lost. These kids that were praising God. Lifting their hands and singing praises to him in freedom. Here. But I'm telling you right now that comes because there's a children's minister that knows God deeply. Knows his heart and expects 
for our children to prophesy, for our children to dream dreams, for our children to know the voice of God, to hear the voice of God from a young age, for our children to have testimonies of God since they were three. Little, little, little. For them not to have this awful testimony. It's like, oh man, I was addicted to drugs and I was in a gang and all this terrible stuff and then I found Jesus. Now my life is better. Those are great stories of redemption and restoration. But what about the stories of a kid that as long as I can remember, I've been able to hear the voice of God and I've known the presence of God. As long as I can remember, I've known who the Lord has called me to be and I've operated in it. I want those stories. I love the stories of victory after lifetimes of hurt. I love those stories. But the Lord is doing a new thing that now... These people that have been freed could give birth to those that will live in freedom and only live in freedom. Children that will know God and always know God and never depart from God because they've known who they are in Him and who He is to them since as long as they could remember their earliest memories. Those are big dreams. But those dreams come from a place of expectation. And expectation comes because we know the Lord. John 15, verse 4. Abide in me, and I in you, as the branch cannot bear fruit by itself unless it abides in the vine, neither can you unless you abide in me. I am the vine, and you are the branches. Whoever abides in me, and I in him, he it is that bears much fruit, for apart from me, they or apart from me you can do nothing. If anyone does not abide in me, he is thrown away like a branch and withers, and the branches are gathered, thrown into the fire, and burned. If you abide in me, if you remain in me, in my words, my spoken words remain in you. The things I speak to you as you exist in the will of God, as you exist in that backyard with me. What I speak to you, if it remains in you as you remain in the will of God. Ask whatever you wish and it will be done for you. There's expectation in those words. Powerful and mighty expectation in those words. When Jesus was on the mount and he was transfigured and this cloud appeared and said, this is my beloved son with whom I am well pleased. Listen to what he says. Those moments came because there was a deep relationship between the son and his father. There was a relationship and therefore, there was expectation for God to move. Jesus had expectation for God to be God in his time here on earth. And God had expectations for his son to be the son of God, the savior of man, as he was on this earth. But there was relationship first. I'm telling you, John 15, verse 7, If you abide in me, my words abide in you. Ask whatever you wish, and it will be done for you. There's relationship there. Therefore, there can be expectation. In verse 8, by this my Father is glorified that you bear much fruit and so prove to be my disciples. If we have relationship, if we abide, if we remain in the will of God, the desires, and this, this blows my mind and I'll talk about it all the time and I'll never stop talking about it. But if we remain in the will of God, 
And we abide in the will of God and we are free in the will of God. In that place, the Lord gives us the desires of his heart. He plants them in us. Desires begin to form in our heart that were born in the Father's heart. And we not only get to pray for those things, we get to speak with expectation because we know the one who is bringing these desires to us. So we get to speak, not just pray, not ask. We get to speak with expectation of those things coming to fruition. We know him, so we expect him to be who he fully is. Philippians verse 1, or chapter 1, verse 20. And Sarah, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go 20 through 23. Um, sorry. You good? Cool. Verse 20. As it is my eager expectation and hope that I will not be at all ashamed, but that with full courage now as always, Christ will be honored in my body, whether by life or by death. Whether by life or by death. For to me, to live is Christ, and to die is gain. If I am to live in the flesh, if I am to live here on this earth, that means fruitful labor for me. Expectation of what this life gets to be. Expectation of what his life will be if he's on this earth. If he is alive, there's expectation. Verse, 20, or, uh, verse 22. If I am to live in the flesh, that means fruitful labor for me. Yet, which I shall choose, I cannot tell. I am hard-pressed between the two. My desire is to depart and be with Christ. For that is far better. He can only say those words if he knows deeply and intimately that which he is speaking about. He knows Christ. He has a relationship, a deep and powerful relationship with Christ. And therefore there are mighty and grand expectations for nations that he is speaking to. This man knew the Lord and he had expectations. And those expectations were mighty, and they were powerful, and they were beautiful. And the Lord was doing great and mighty things. Let expectation grow in you today, beloved. As you grow deeper into the Father's heart, He wants to do great and mighty things. I know He wants to do great and mighty things, and I expect Him to do great and mighty things in this community. Though we do not get to meet and hear all the time, the Lord has not stopped what He is doing. He has not stopped what He is doing. I'm telling you, just this morning of Him, Him knowing exactly where we would find ourselves today. He knew it. He was not surprised by it. But Melissa still articulated this vision of us praising God and having church with our doors open. That the community could hear. And He knew we would be at home today. And he just showed me this beautiful, beautiful image of this community literally being able to hear one voice praising God across this land. One voice of people coming from all these different spots 
praising his name, unified in voice, unified in heart, unified in our pursuit of our King Jesus. Oh, what a beautiful image. A beautiful image. And I expect this week to reveal fruit from this day like we have not ever seen before. Just think about the last time this room was empty. And the power the Lord has put on display since. The new things that he's doing. Now imagine and dream with me and expect these big things with me. What he is going to do this week. He is going to do great and mighty things. But I'm telling you, people of power, let us also be people of expectation. For you cannot be a people of power without expectation because our power is not rooted in our own ability our power is rooted in the king above the creator of the universe the king of heaven who we are co-heirs we are his we are his co-heirs we are his sons and daughters we are co-heirs with Christ if we know that to be true then we must also know that that power comes from him and that power you can expect great and mighty things from that power he gave his only son to die on a cross, that we could be here today, that we could have the spirit of power dwelling in us. So let us continue to pursue him. Let us continue to expect great and mighty things because I'm telling you, your expectation is fuel for the kingdom of heaven. We are breathing in and out the expectation for the Father to be exactly who he has said he is from the beginning of time. We are expecting, expecting him to be who he is called to be. And we are expecting him to do through us what he has said he will do through us. Expect great and mighty things with me this week. I am excited for the release of this morning and what it will bring this week. If you know God, and I, I know you do, Expect big things from him this week. Dream big and lofty and impossible dreams and expect him to move in power to see those things come to fruition. Lord, we thank you for this morning. We thank you for this morning. I thank you for putting on Jay's heart this morning this inability to stay away. He could not stay away. He had to come and be in this place and sing praises to your name. And I thank you for that because the spirit that was released, the spirit, the, the move that was released in that time is beyond comprehension. We thank you, God. You are so worthy of everything, everything we can give. Because you are doing so much that we cannot even fathom. And you have done so much in this morning just in us being at home. And I thank you, God, that the fire is not dependent on people filling this room, but it is solely dependent on the children of God being the children of God in their daily lives. And I thank you that the people that gather in this room do exactly that. They operate as the children of God 
every day. Lord, I pray that we would be people of power and people of expectation. Great expectation. You are good. You are worthy of all that we can give. In Jesus' precious and mighty name we pray. Amen. Thanks for listening to this message. For more resources, visit sundownchurch.com.